Hello, and welcome to another Jan Brady episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I'm a Tiny Habits certified coach. Ooh. I've lost over 100 pounds and wow. kept it off for many years. I don't know how long now yeah, I need to work I don't know, on five, that. Five, five, sure. five plus now. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do the research. But who is with me today? Donald Weigel. And I am your host on this show also. And uh, I have lost about 100 pounds and kept it off for coming up on five years now. And uh, we are here to talk about it. We sure are. And uh, I feel like Jan Brady. Oh, yeah. If you don't know who Jan Brady is, go Google it. Or yeah. no, don't. We'll just tell you. Yeah. Uh, Jan Brady was the middle child yeah, the, in the, the Brady middle, Bunch. The middle daughter, to be specific. The middle daughter. Peter did not have an issue. Peter was the other middle child, and he was just like, yeah. hey, I'm pretty cool. I'm going to be the hall monitor. There was a whole episode of the Brady Bunch, uh, maybe more than one, about uh, how Jan had middle child syndrome, and uh, she wasn't the oldest, she wasn't Marcia, the youngest, Marcia, Marcia. and yeah, she needed to feel special. And uh, uh, But both of us are oldest children. Yes, so, the, the best. Yeah, the so best. The old, everyone knows the first child is always the best child, <laughs> the, the most favored child. Um, and like in The Godfather, may your first child be a masculine child, <laughs> as as they say, well, or something. I can reach high things and open most jars, so I yeah. guess that kind of- No, you're clearly better than me. So, yeah. but, but here's the thing, dear listener. You might be thinking that this is a middle child episode, one that is is betwixt the oldest and the youngest, the cutest and the, the most- Oldest. Yes. I don't know what do old I don't people know. do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We we just old and we no. we complain about the weather and things. Yeah. Uh but also, uh, let's also bring in Lord of the Rings, oh, shall yeah. we? It was a little weird as a person who did not read the trilogy to be uh, to be watching the middle episode and or the you know the middle the middle movie the yeah. middle movie and just being like, well, we know we're not going to get to the ring now. Yeah, like and so I'm kind of at the like, well, you know, I'm, like what's going to happen in the next one? Are we going to say anything good in this episode? We have five things to tell you, like we did last time. Yeah, some uh, some might say the middle uh, the middle one is the best one. <laughs> but we shall see. If you are a middle child, let us know. Yeah. The uh, So this is part two of an episode. This was our way. This was our very, <laughs> very on brand for We Only Look Thin way of talking about how this is part around. two. So last week, yeah, think back to a week ago, uh, if you've <laughs> li listened <laughs> to these when they come out. Uh, we did an episode about um, based on an article by a registered dietitian. Uh, it's a blog post by Abby Sharp. She's got a um, a, a blog, a, a coaching practice, um, as well as a YouTube channel, which I can link to those things. And um, one of our the members of Walt Plays Carla uh, sent us a link to this blog post because you know many of the things in it are things that we say and. The idea of it was that it's based on some ideas that are found in intuitive eating practices, which are not typically for weight loss. But, um, you know, uh, Abby has taken those things, many of those principles, and turned them into, um, you know, things that you can take from intuitive eating and apply them to weight loss. Yeah, no, and we love, you know, 
looking at lots of different plans and taking things that really speak to us from whether it's Weight Watchers or calorie tracking or intuitive eating and being open to taking parts and using them in our plan. Again, we are plan agnostic, but uh, but we definitely aren't stringent <laughs> in terms of where we get our inspiration. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a total of 15 uh, tips or, or pieces of advice you can take. Uh, and uh, we're not suggesting that you do all of these things. But, you know, we, as Catherine just said, we like to take the parts of other plans that we like and make them our own. And you can you can take these pieces of advice, take the things that resonate with you and make them your own and incorporate them into your plan. And I think there's a lot of good stuff in here. So uh, if we're going in uh, order of birth, why don't we why don't you repeat what the Marsha five I'm, I'm order of birth. That's another way of saying that I'm I'm older. Yeah. Why don't you start with the the first five? Okay. Well, so t- the first what we told them. The first five tips that uh, you can listen to more in depth last week. If you go back to last week's episode, tip number one: think about what you can add, not what to take away. The hunger crushing combo. Hunger oh. crushing combo. Dress up those naked carbs. That's Ooh. right. We said naked. Uh, slow down and tune in. And lastly, get rid of distractions. And so this week, we've got five more fresh tips. Five. The fresh tips of Bel Air (laughs) (laughs) or something. That's really funny. Yeah. All right. So the first one is meal prep. The end. And that Um, stands for preparation. Yeah. Prep prep, prep is usually short. Yeah. For prep. Yeah. Preparatory. Meal preparatory. Um, uh, So... The idea here is when people think of meal prep, they oftentimes think of having to like make every meal for their entire week ahead of time. And some people do do uh, do that. I uh, wrote down the word terror. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Terror equals terror. I'm very scared of it. So why don't you tell me what's good about it? (laughs) A a lot of people feel like, um, you know, that they, I I don't know what I'm going to be in the mood for. So we'll we'll get to that. But the idea here is that we don't make our best decisions when we're not prepared. And in the article, Abby uses an analogy about a gas station. um, And, you know, if you just sort of wing it, you may find yourself in a part of uh, a part of the world where you're very low on gas and you don't have uh, access to a station and you might just have to take the first thing that comes along and it might be sketchy and scary or it might be like super high priced. Uh, but if you plan out your route, then you uh, then you are better prepared. And so one of the ideas here is that um, you can make big batches of one thing um, and then, you know, dole them out throughout the week. But that that can be boring to people. That's something that I do a lot of. Um, another way to meal prep is to make components to combine into many things. And that would be like you would you would make a, a bunch of, you know, uh, three or four, like you'd make a protein, you'd make, uh, you know, you make maybe make some rice or some quinoa, you make some side vegetables, and then you can combine them into multiple things like stir fries and things. Um, and then another way to do this is simply to 
make an investment in some planning and you don't actually have to, you know, quote unquote, prepare anything, but you have, you know, you buy pre-prepared things at the store, but you sort of know what you're going to eat. So you don't find yourself in a situation where you're just like, well, I don't have anything. And so, uh, you know, everything's out of control and I'm just going to stop in at fast food. And, and that's the situation that I was sort of in purpose on purpose you know, accidentally on purpose, put myself in for years and years and years. Well, and I think too, I used to see it as that I'm a person who meal preps now. And that means I've got to batch, plan, buy, prep, cook, store it, and then keep it going forever and ever and ever. Right, And we've talked before about, you know, our changing emotional bandwidth, how much energy we have, the different seasons, busyness or whatever. And those perfect meal plan things, I think, are what always threw me off. I like her idea about the meal components having like, well, I've got deli meat and I bought some pre-chopped rotisserie chicken and I like, and then you can just kind of mix and match as you go. But I think like Donald said, and I we've done a couple of episodes, we did one called Meal Day Prepper. Yeah. Where we talked about meal prep because it always seemed like this daunting, you know, you need to have, you know, a freezer as big as they would have in a professional restaurant in order to keep all of the meals that you're going to make. But for me, it's that kind of semi homemade, like how many frozen things can I get? And then what fresh food can I compare with it or, or pair with it? Um, and for me, that like using pre-chopped, pre-prepared bulk, you know, microwavable frozen broccoli situations, seeing that as your sous chef, seeing that as it's yeah. not it, – you're farming out the work to someone else to do it for you. It's not – you know, for someone who has all the time in the world and loves to chop everything freshly, it's so daunting to me at six o'clock, actually seven o'clock at night, to just to think about cooking everything from scratch. As much as we can buy to make it easier to make good choices or helpful choices, the better it is. And whether that's, you know, a frozen meatloaf or a tray of, you know, pre-made tamales or whatever it is paired with like five cherry tomatoes, which sometimes is literally the vegetables right. that I served for dinner right. last night, <laughs> Right, that it's all good. So I like her ideals of pre-planning and making components, but I know that there is a scale between I have no energy and my planning is just that I'm going to get a, a, a McDonald's Happy Meal. Like that's meal planning yeah. <laughs> for me. Yeah, no, for sure. And that and that all counts. And I, you know, that's sort of my version of meal planning. Like I don't, I don't cook cook. I mean, I rarely ever actually cook cook. I take things and I heat them up, but I will. What I found is that the later the day goes, the less likely I yeah. am to make good decisions. And you know, I will. I will take two hard boiled eggs. Like I will, you know, I'll hard boil eggs on the weekend so that we have like a dozen of them. And then in the morning when I actually feeling, you know, like I can make a good decision, I will take two of those and I will make a very sensible egg salad out of it. And then I have it later. If I, if I leave those eggs like in their shell and, and it's four in the afternoon and I suddenly like have to like, like peel them and he make just them. eats the shell it feels like right <laughs> exactly you know some people peel apples yeah well i don't do that with eggs <laughs> so, some people walk on eggshells <laughs> others decide to eat them um i you know the idea of of actually making that at four in the afternoon five in the afternoon i know it seems crazy but you know i just be like ah uh, i'll just eat something bad for me instead 
And it's that pre-planning ahead so that I know myself and I know how I'm going to be later in the day, just being ready for those moments. Well, and I'm going to call out the weekend right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There the we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can. I, I have the E-N-D. I think he leaves out a letter somewhere. I can't. It's the weekend. I don't or, remember I don't Anyway, I it doesn't like matter. I like that one song a lot, though. You do. Um, but here is something that I, five years into all of this or six years into all of this, is that I have gotten to the point where I just eat the same breakfast every day right now. Yeah. There's no decision fatigue. And some people like that whole prepping for, I don't want the same lunch every day. I don't want the same dinner every day. But can you even just have the same breakfast on the weekends that you do on weekdays? So many people fall apart with giant brunches on the weekend. Yeah. Buying back those calories in the form of just like, okay, I'm just going to have my frozen egg McMuffin thing. And like I, before this very podcast, I had one and it was delicious. Yeah. Um, but it takes away the decision fatigue. I watched her eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. He eats later. I actually had to kind of let go of like being like, I'm eating early and Donald is going to not eat until two, but I deserve to eat. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry that I've uh, accidentally put No, but I have to – I am responsible for my own food choices. So, so yeah, meal prep. Do what works for you, yeah, man. Yeah, look, sometimes meal prep is just having on hand a convenient frozen breakfast sandwich yeah. that you can throw into the microwave. Now, I'm not, not kidding. Like, that can be meal prep. You just have to plan ahead so that you have things that are in your plan on hand that are ready to go. Well, and we understand, too, that we are, you know, Donald and I are unique in that he sort of manages his own food and I manage mine and it works out well for us. Yeah. Um, but uh, but this is far as we're going to go on this one. So meal prep. All right. Now, what is uh, – I guess this is this is tip number two for this episode. Tip but, number but two. But tip number six in uh, total. I'm oh, sorry. Tip number seven. Tip number seven. Um, um, so this one, and it, it kind of ties in, is do a fridge and pantry makeover. Ladies, we love the makeovers. <laughs> oh, extreme we're gonna, makeovers. We're going to color its hair. We're going to do its nails. Yeah, but so she's saying, no, I'm not actually saying you need to go on a kitchen detox and throw out all the junk before your diet begins, which I don't like the word diet. Yeah. Um, I'm actually suggesting that you simply reorganize things to make more nutritious or helpful foods more convenient and accessible. For me, this is an extension of meal prep, uh, but it doesn't necessarily require more cooking. So we did an episode called The Convenience of Convenience yeah. about making it easy on yourself to go for those foods that you know will benefit you. We put our daughter's food, I actually put it in a different cabinet so that I'm not mindless, mindlessly opening the pantry and seeing her snackies that she can, I don't call them snackies, she's 17. <laughs> I'm broken inside. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who wants a snacky? Uh, oh my gosh, she'd be horrified. Please yeah. don't listen to this. Uh, but I put her food in a different pantry uh, cabinet because I just don't want to look at it. And it is more convenient for me because I don't have that temptation. And temptation comes from seeing the thing, being prompted by food that is unhelpful. So Donald keeps his candy out of sight uh, of my yeah, roving I, eyes. Yeah, I, I have the, I, I eat the little... You you know, 100 calorie, 80 calorie uh, mini uh, candy bars. And I keep them uh, in a, a screw top container in the refrigerator in the bottom drawer that are hidden so that I'm not seeing them every time I open the fridge and it's prompting me to want to eat one. And and what we're talking about is trying to make your refrigerator, your pantry, your kitchen, wherever you keep food, your, your living room, your dining room. I'm just going to keep naming rooms where you might keep food. 
Um, your cargo pant your pockets. Your cargo <laughs> pant pockets, exactly. That's where I keep my tots. Keep them, organize them in such a way that it makes it easier for you to eat the foods that you want to eat. And I don't mean want to eat like you want to indulge in all the treats, but that you want to eat in order to stay on your plan. Make it easier to do what you actually want to do. Well, and two, that can be, and that sort of she goes on to say that she recommends washing and prepping nutritious stuff and placing it in front and center on the fridge or the pantry. So in a moment of hunger, we can just jump to it. The issue with that is, again, I would go a week or two with being like, I'm fixed forever and everything's cut and chopped and I'm, right. I've got the perfect magical refrigerator. And then I would, the lettuce would go bad or something would, you know, uh, you know, spoil. And then I would be like, well, this is just proof that I can't do the thing. So in times where that just sounds impossible, Donald buys pre-sliced apples. Yeah. He cannot be bothered to slice an apple. And no, that's I not only can I not be bothered to slice an apple, I can't be bothered to pick up a whole it. apple and bite it with my <laughs> own teeth. <laughs> yeah, no, that's too much for me. I I buy bags of uh, Trader Joe's has these wonderful bagged apple slices uh that are right there and it makes it so much easier. I I buy the the pre-prepped and chopped cauliflower and pineapple and um and you know things that are super easy like berries that i can just rinse and eat you know that are things that i want to add to my life so that i'm not reaching for cheese all the time or for you know something that's that's prepackaged that i know is is going to be not calorically in my plan and also not make me want to keep eating and eating and eating like uh you know something sugary well and we too do that thing of um, putting things in opaque containers that might be more prompting us to eat or to, or to overeat. Um, and then one thing that I saw, which this article doesn't mention, for people with ADHD, which yeah. we've talked about recently, and we haven't done this as a family yet, but I'm thinking about it. Oh, uh-oh. Putting, taking the – we basically just live on condiments. Like that's our thing. We we are sauce folk and uh, – Oh, my goodness. Most foods for me are an excuse to put some sort of sauce on top of them. Right. But she talks about putting all of the condiments in the bottom crisper drawer and then putting the fresh vegetables in the door of the refrigerator. that's interesting. So that when you open it, it's right there. Because there are definitely some times where I'm like, all of Donald's sliced apples are on top of my lettuce. I don't want to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so I, this is how this is how little uh, energy we have to make good choices. So yeah. I haven't tried that yet, but maybe we'll 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 take some of the low hanging uh, condiments that aren't used, your hoisins that we don't <laughs> use all that much, yeah. and put them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just start naming condiments. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to sound fancy. Yeah, uh, maybe put those away. So that's another tip. Uh, that was tip number seven. It's tip number eight, and I don't love. A word that is in this, uh, oddly, uh, it's ironic, I guess, but um, tip number eight in in her blog post article is approach trigger foods wisely. And I don't love trigger foods. I don't know what a better term is. I put but danger or uh, hyper palatable, which is harder to say, but I think is true. The thing with the, the trigger thing is that that's very explosive it's like oh i can't do that. like yeah it's you I'm, know sort of like if you if you have one bite then like it's then not heroin it, it implies that you're giving up all control over your actions yeah. at that point but you know what 
the the advice behind it is sound, and we definitely um, uh, like to follow it. And it's sort of, you know, we, we did some episodes about um, uh, moderating versus abstaining, you know, figuring out whether you can work these foods into your life uh, or whether or not you want to stay away from them. Now, for me, most things I have found that as soon as I deny myself, then I want it really badly. As soon as I say that I can't have it under any circumstances. So I've tried to find ways to make these foods work into my life so that I know that I can, you know, I won't go crazy with them. And, you know, we recently did um, an episode called Only Burgers in the Building, yeah. uh, which was all about having policies around these foods. And we've done uh, one called Pairing is Caring about having certain foods under very certain circumstances. Um, but, you know, there may be, for you, there may be foods in which you just have to cut them out of your life, and that's the best way to go. Um, and, you know, you know you better than we do. Well, and I know, too, with intuitive eating, it is geared toward having a better relationship with food. And I know we have talked about this before. We do not have super damaging relationships with food. We've been able to self-correct ourselves without medical yeah. intervention. And but she suggests exposing yourself to the food every day. Like she she talks about sugary cereal being really hard for her in the past. And so now she has it every or she had it every morning without judgment. And now it's not an issue for her. The way we have tweaked that is and again, that pairing is caring or um, only burgers in the building is I have cereal for dessert because I do best <laughs> when I save my sweets for the evening. So we're sort of twisting this around of, of approaching foods wisely, know what time, place and, you know, uh, size of a portion that you can have safely yeah. to fit into your plan. Yeah. And and a lot of that, you know, I, I'm parroting what Catherine just said, but you know, for me, the portion size, like the container size is typically the portion size. Yeah. So, you know, for a lot of these things, just having a much smaller, you know, single serving version of it helps me. And this next thing will transition into our next tip. But I, I used to have a real issue with, with soda, with regular soda. I would drink something like six or 12, you know, 12 ounce uh, sodas in a day. And when I when I sort of stopped making them forbidden and just made it a once in a while thing, it became a much easier thing for me to handle. And I substituted, you know, sparkling water for my sugary soda, which seems to sort of, you know, scratch the that same itch for me. But, you know, not everybody is going to be able to do that. And like I said, you know yourself better than we do. Well, and we really work on not having guilt around the food we eat. We don't say foods are good or bad yeah. or whatever. Sure, there are nutritious foods and then fun, you know, foods that are just fun to eat in your mouth. Right. Um, but making those policies about when and where, what you pair the thing with, whether it's a bagel with a haircut if you have policies about I can enjoy ice cream, but only out with family outside of the house, having all and it's not like we have some big, giant, beautiful mind grid in the house of like <laughs> all of the ways we make the foods work. But it's just having general policies around foods that we love has made it so that I'm not, you know, getting off a plane in Las Vegas and just running like 
as though I'm late for a plane, running to the Cinnabon to just stuff a whole one in my mouth immediately, which I have done before. Yeah, someday I will, you will come home and I will have like a board up with the strings attaching various <laughs> it points. All makes I, sense. I will be, it'll be something. I don't know what that's going to be, probably Funko Pops or something I'll be like trying to solve the mystery of, but uh, you'll you'll find it one As day. long as you don't start talking to them, I yeah. will be fine. <laughs> so once you start... They're your counsel. <laughs> okay, who says I don't already? <laughs> okay, so the next one is make water your BFF, just like George Class. <laughs> Sorry, George Class was George. Jan's fictional boyfriend that yes. she made up so that she didn't look like she didn't have a boyfriend. So. Yes. Love George Glass. We do. Uh, but uh, your BFF should be water. And she makes a big distinction, and, and we've talked about this too, about not drinking your calories. And people, you know, we do know people who have said, oh, I just stopped drinking Coca-Cola and I lost 100 pounds and now I don't have blah, blah, blah. That yeah. you're not listening to this. If you're listening to this, that's not you. But she talks about hydration versus beverages for enjoyment. And I like that distinction because for me, Water is hydration, but I love half and half in my coffee. We enjoy a soda if we go to the movies yeah. on, on small occasions or a cup of hot cacao uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a cold winter night. You're pretty much the champion of but, hot cacao. But that being said, like orange juice is super sugary. Yeah. And if you want a quick way to cut like some calories out of your life, orange juice any fruit juices are a great way to just suddenly cut down without yeah, fun, fun fact orange juice has more calories per ounce or milliliter uh if you're in a more civilized country than you than the united states than coca-cola yeah like it's crazy but she talks about how liquids don't keep us as satiated and they don't it doesn't allow us to have that like chewing you know yeah they don't you know if you drink your calories they don't make you feel full you know you're you you you're sort of absentmindedly getting all of these liquid calories, and then you still want to eat, or at least I still want to eat because it I'm still hungry on top of it. But that's the thing where we have policies where if we go to Starbucks, it's a drink or a sweet. It's not both. You yeah. know, making it see like this is a dessert food. And she talks about that too, about really seeing it as more of as a treat than as a hydration point and in winter like it is now it is a let's see what it's 54 degrees yeah, in los angeles 354 in los angeles I literally have a lap blanket on it was I'm down into the 40s earlier which i know a lot of people in the world are like 40s aren't that cold but for here it's pretty cold yeah but in the winter i don't have a water goal because i'm cold all the time so instead of water i drink hot tea or i have coffee or warming soups uh, also a lot of vegetables are really high in water content yeah um so it's okay to kind of move in that direction in in winter months if the uh, water is not what you want right now but again think of those must have 10 out of 10 beverages that have calories and decide when you're going to strategically have them. We have, if we go to Starbucks for something, it might be a special Friday 
instead of just like, well, it's pumpkin spice season. Now it's five days a week until it's over. Because that's yeah, a lot of calories. And, you know, you, you, you give into the that fear of missing out. Like, well, they only have it at this time of year. I better, you know, drink as many of those as I can before they go away again. And and that, you know, I used to fall into that all the time. But you know what? They'll they'll come back next time. And, and you know what? You can also, like, have those things year-round at this point, you know, because the Internet. Ooh, okay. So I have uh, a little bit of, uh, of information to share. Uh, so in her article, she says, one study on over 50,000 women found that those who increased their intake of sugar-sweetened drinks from one a week to one per day added 358 calories daily and gained a significant amount of weight, while women who reduced their intake cut 319 calories. Wow. So, like, just those added, like, oh, I don't know, I'm starving. Like, oh, how am I going to lose weight? I'm already at a minimum. If you're cutting out a sweetened beverage, like a glass of orange juice that isn't filling, you can get vitamin C other places. It's fine. But anyway, that's my look. I, you, I, you know what I heard while you were reading that? Blah, blah, blah. Men can do whatever they want because <laughs> that was only women that were in that study. Yeah. Um, okay. So our final tip this for this episode is to find your food faves. And faves is short for favorites. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the idea about this tip is that if you're not enjoying the food that you're eating – you're not going to keep eating it. Yeah. And so it's not about, you know, I used to think all the time that I, I just had to find the most bland, low-calorie, unenjoyable foods as possible and just, you know, grit my teeth and and eat things I didn't like over and over again. But find things that fit into your plan that you actually enjoy and then stick with them. And this can actually also be, you know, things like Greek yogurt. I am I am good with the 0% fat, but things like cottage cheese, I like the higher fat version. And so I, you know, for me, the, the reduction in calories of the lower fat cottage cheese doesn't make it worth it because of the lack of taste. It's all a matter of finding those things and figuring out the gives and takes of the things that you really enjoy so that you'll you'll stick to it and you'll keep eating the way that you really want to. Right. And she even goes into the article and says, if you love Halo Top, honestly, then continue to eat Halo Top. But if you don't like it, perhaps getting one of those single serving mini containers of Ben and Jerry's or Haagen-Dazs yeah. that you actually really like. And then pairing that, and this is my addition, having a smaller portion of the full fat version but then pump up the pump up up the the volume volume with berries or additional berries that i can't (laughs) (laughs) berries or other things which i can't think of one of no i was thinking strawberries and blueberries um but pump up the volume with uh something so that you're more satiated but really stick to the things that you really love i will not have fat free half and half like not gonna do it Love the full fat, and it's worth the 60 to 80 calories of it I have a day because I savor it. And that's a beverage. Yeah. That's from the last tip. You're like, yeah, I know it's a beverage. And, and, you know, finding things, you know, speaking of pump up the volume, you know, I I love sautéed mushrooms and onions, and so I make a big batch of them. This goes back to the food prep. This goes back to a lot of things. I make a big batch of them typically every weekend. I buy the pre-chopped <laughs> mushrooms, the pre-chopped onion. Um, I 
put them in a pan. It's very easy. But then I have them and I can dole them out on many other things. And it increases my enjoyment of what I'm eating. And also they're they're so low calorie mushrooms and onions that I'm able to eat a lot of them and add very few calories to my life. But really you know, feel fuller, more full and more satisfied because I'm adding all of this volume to my food. Yeah. She also talks about how, and I've definitely done this before, where I buy what I think I should be eating that I don't really like, but it's low calorie. Yeah. And then you're not really satisfied. So then you go back and then you eat the high calorie thing anyway. So whether that's, I'm going to have three rice cakes, but what you really wanted was a cookie. Yeah. You could have just had the cookie because you're just eating more because you're trying to avoid it and then you eat more anyway. Yeah, and like three rice cakes probably, and I don't know off the top of my head, probably is about the same calories as a reasonably sized cookie. Yeah, they're uh, 60 calories each, the ones that I get. So do some math and then you can just have the cookie. But if you try to like work around it and pretend that that's not what you want, it's no good. Yeah, so. and and look, this is another symptom too of that. Like you know, you can white knuckle it, and you can stick to these bland foods you don't enjoy. Maybe for a you know particular amount of time. Maybe you can even do it for months and months, and maybe you'll even get results. But eventually, you're going to want to eat food that you enjoy, and then the pounds will come roaring back. Yeah, you should make you should see my sadness food f- face. I'm just like <laughs> that sort of despair. Like there's nothing to look forward to in the world. Yeah. So uh, don't don't make that make that face. We should post. A picture of it to Instagram. Mm. Uh, but before we post uh, your uh, your sad food face to Instagram, <laughs> uh, let's go back and recap uh, today's five tips uh, from Abby Sharp. Uh, the first tip is uh, meal prep. And then the next is do a fridge and pantry makeover. Approach <laughs> your... Uh, <laughs> it's time for a makeover! Um, approach your danger foods wisely. Abby says trigger foods. We're saying danger foods. Yep. Make your water your BFF. That stands for best friend forever. Um, and then uh, the final tip for this episode is find your food faves, which again is short for favorites. Right. And just as we said with the last episode, you don't have to do all five of these things. Figure out what makes sense to you right now and how you can work it into your plan. Can you cut some uh, sweetened beverages out? Can you buy some pre-made, pre-packaged foods that will help you? Can you put some policies in place? Just pick one of those things and integrate it into your routine until it feels natural. Because I used to think I had to adhere to every single rule and do everything perfectly every year for the rest of my life. And when I fell short of that, I felt like a failure. When we're looking, especially at this season, if you're listening to it in the holiday season uh, that is happening around us, it can be really hard to stick to ideals. But working a little bit day by day on your health goals matters even now at the end of the year. Yes, indeed. And what really matters to us is that you've listened to this episode. We are truly grateful. Thank you so much. Uh, You can find all of our episodes wherever you found this one. We're on all the major podcast platforms and uh, also on our website anytime at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on that link for Join Our Support Group. To find out more about Wolf Place, We Only Look Thin Place is a Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for accountability, 
check-ins, inspiration, and really honest uh, interaction and feedback with one another. Um, it's a nice small group, and uh, I'm super proud of all of the hard work that everyone is doing. So we have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a seven-day complimentary trial if you go with the quarterly membership uh, three months. That's a quarter. Yes, indeed. And uh, I'm not only proud of the the members, I'm very proud of you and all the work that you do there. And, you know, having direct access to Catherine, I think is truly invaluable. Like I had to marry her to get that, <laughs> but you can get it by simply joining uh, We uh, We Only Look Thin Place. And you can also interact with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And you can also uh, interact with us by sending us an email. Uh, We enjoy episode suggestions. We enjoy compliments. And we will also answer questions. You can send emails to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have an extra couple of minutes and can head over to Apple Podcast, please leave us a rating and or a review. Uh, We have just uh, about 500. Actually, let me look right now because this is great radio. Oh, we have 550. 51 uh, star reviews. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Um, and then we also really just super appreciate all of the feedback that we get on the reviews. Not only does it let us know that what we're doing matters, but it also helps with the outer space algorithms, help other people find our podcast, which helps us grow and do more good around the world. Yes, the outer space algorithms <laughs> control podcast. Uh, Look, uh, I read about it on the news. <laughs> it's a whole um, thing. It's all uh, NASA is uh, behind people finding podcasts. Um, another way that you could help us and we would be grateful would be just to tell somebody about the show. Um, word of mouth is one of the best ways that the show grows. Um, if you are in a situation where uh, this comes up and you know somebody who might uh, enjoy the show, might get something out of it, it. We would appreciate if you would tell them about it. If you're uh, in an online group uh, and you think people there might enjoy it, a shout out goes a long way and we would be grateful. Yep. So if you are chill like Peter Brady and uh, don't care about being a middle child or uptight about it like Jan Brady, just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. pretending to be rowing in a canoe on the <laughs> Joanne's fabrics. Yeah. Slash. All right. Tw- we oh, we're recording. Are recording. Are we yes. recording right we now? We are recording. Did you get that part about me in the canoe? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's canoes to me. We Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Did you hear about the no new rowboats at Disneyland? <laughs> no. Yeah, me either. It's canoes to me. <laughs> oh, I can't boy. tell one from another. It's canoes to me. Oh my goodness. Okay.
All right. <laughs> this is where we are right now. Okay.